No, no, this is, you're not understanding what I'm saying. This is not what I'm saying. To the shock of no one except for Shad Khan, nope. this Urban Meyer experiment didn't work. To the shock of nobody. To the shock of nobody. He's Listen, the only man. idiot on the planet that thought this was going to that thought this was going to work. He is the only one. I said it when he first got hired. A lot of people said when he first got hired, like, "What are you doing? This makes no sense." Don't bother me. I'm working. 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 Sorry, Sasha. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It is another great day to discuss other people's excellence in order. In this case, not non-excellence. I'm the unforgettable one himself, Mr. Brett Carroll. Charles is always daydreaming. We're two guys like BS in that work. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. Not gonna lie. Going into the week, it's today's Friday. Going into the week, we had nothing. We had nothing. Okay. Charles had a Giants thing he wanted to talk about. I was gonna talk about how the AFC North. Has gotten very, very spicy. And uh, Harbaugh winning coach of the year. That was what we were going to talk about if we recorded this on Monday. Yeah, uh, right. And 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 uh, you know, Steelers have a chance to win to win the division. Still, a very realistic path at that. Um, so we're going to talk about that. It was so bad. I was going to talk fantasy, which is like a no-no. You're not supposed to talk about fantasy because nobody gives a damn about your fantasy team. But it is the last it was this starts the playoffs for most leagues. So I was gonna just talk fantasy because again, there was not really much to talk about. Oof. That was yeah, we that were was, wrong. That was Monday. That was Monday. And as the week has progressed, and luckily we were too busy to record during That's it. It was just week. timing. It was literally because because if 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 certain aspects of the week that were out of our control, we, we just, usually try to record like on a Tuesday. Yeah, so like, Tuesday morning. Like usually Tuesday yeah. morning, Monday night, Tuesday morning. Or a worst case on Wednesday is when we tried to record and it was just life got in the way. And holy as shit. This week has gotten gone and it's more like, oh, oh. And and, and oh. I guess I guess we'll just start off to what we find the most interesting as we're recording, just to give people the situation of this week from what we just told you we were originally going to talk about to now. We're just glossing over the fact because in real time we're living through it that uh the pandemic or the coronavirus in general is fucking with the NFL and the Raiders Browns game has been moved to Monday night. And that's the only change in postponement as of the recording of 11 after five on Friday, the December, December 17th. And with that being said, it was three days ago that urban Meyer got fired. Well, well, hold on. Look at that. Since you brought the code there and players are losing their shit because at the beginning of the season, the NFL said there will be no rescheduling. If your team gets rabbit with COVID, you got to forfeit. Point blank, period. That's it. Now that we are literally in the final stretch of games, uh, especially on a Saturday game that's supposed to happen tomorrow. Um, so sir. You know what, what notification I just got? What, what just happened? The Nets are bringing back Irving part, uh, as part-time player for games outside of New York to help support the depleted roster. According to whom? All right. Well, we're, we're after, all right. So obviously we're going to do a next plot after this. Cool. So anyway, anyway, uh, let's just roll this in. Damn, I don't even want to talk about this now. <laughs> now let's just roll this in. Uh, I mean, we could just talk about everything and just say NFL, this is the week we had. <laughs> like, we could do that. We could do that. We'll just so, talk about Kai at the end. We'll talk all the other shit. Well, we'll get we'll just get a week. 
This we'll is just a week. We're, we're get, we're, we're, we'll get into that. Yeah. Point of the matter is, <laughs> this, <laughs> this week has been crazy. The NFL is in a shitstorm right now. The players are pissed off because apparently, I didn't notice, a Browns player right now is like the head of the NFL Players Association. So a lot of teams are like, oh, so because it's the Browns that's being affected and the player, I don't know what player it is, is, is one of the heads of the Players Association. Now all of a sudden this game is being moved as opposed to the Browns be, having to forfeit, which, by the way, I'm not going to lie to you. As a fantasy owner, I'm glad it's getting moved because even though I don't, I don't think I have any Raiders or Browns on my team, I would hate to be in a playoff situation and somebody loses because of that. That's that would, that would suck. You know what I mean? So I don't want I don't want that karma on my conscience. So I'm okay with it being moved. Also, like I said, like I was going to say anyway, AFC North is tight right now. If you're the Browns, you cannot afford to forfeit a game because off of stuff that you might not have been even able to control. You know what I mean? So like, like I said, I'll get into that later. But the Browns are in trouble. The like I said, the Steelers might be sitting there pretty, and that tie might actually come back to help us. As this as these weeks go on, so this is a big deal. But the biggest deal to me is Urban Meyer, and 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 to the shock of no one except for Shad Khan, apparently. No, not no. From what I heard yesterday, so me and you can talk about different things we heard because me and you consume sports media differently. I, at this point in our lives, you definitely consume more of it than I do. I'm more keep to myself and be a fan and don't let the periphery bullshit kind of ruin what we do here. Um, you you just like first taking all those shows, and it kind of trickles down to me via you and my own YouTube, right? From what I heard, Shad Khan was so into Urban Meyer that he was he, like, and because he, he was he went to Illinois, so he kind of just seen him running the Big Ten since jump. So he, so he was always in the eye, the mindset. Shad Khan, the Jaguars owner, if the cards line up right, I'm bringing this dude in. Needless to say. I guess he felt that way earlier this year. So the in love part seemingly fell apart when it's all this chaos and Shahid Khan is getting all this bullshit like, oh, well, he has a terrible record and he doesn't care. And, he, and you know, he's like, I do care, number one. And I don't like that you don't know what the hell is going on. I'm, I'm, I'm obviously just giving a broad stroke. He was pissed uh, this week, apparently, when Meyer didn't know – a player wasn't getting more time, uh, a special teams player. Yeah, cool. And At the end of the day, to the shock of no one except for Shad Khan. Not even – I don't even think – no, I'm saying I don't – Shad Khan, think about it, dude. For the last couple of weeks, especially this week, for the last couple of weeks on, on NFL Network, you've been seeing these leaks, these problems. Who owns the NFL Network? The NFL. Shad Khan is literally one of the owners – of the media companies that is leaking this information. No, 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 no this is, you're not understanding what I'm saying. This is not what I'm saying. To the shock of no one except for Shad Khan, nope. this Urban Meyer experiment didn't work. To the shock of nobody. To the shock of nobody. He's Listen, the only man. idiot on the planet that thought this was going to that thought this was going to work. He is the only one. I said it when he first got hired. A lot of people said when he first got hired, like, "What are you doing? This makes no sense." I didn't say it when he first got hired. I said it when he when Urban Meyer brought in Tim Tebow. I believe that's when oh, I, oh, I'm sorry. So before the season, so before the season even started. I just wanted to clarify. So, so you were two weeks late. Thank everybody you. else, everybody else from hey, jump. I'm like, owning, I'm owning it, man. I was yeah, cool. I'm owning it. Okay. No, no, oh, 
So you were optimistic for two weeks, and then he brought in Tim Tebow, and you're like, fuck, okay. So, but the, my point, but the point of the matter is, Urban Meyer has a history of being a dickhead. Urban Meyer has a history of being a, a egotistical power trip maniac. Urban Meyer has a history of not getting along with people. All things you do not want in a NFL head coach. Now, I'll give Urban Meyer his credit. He is probably the second greatest college football coach of our generation behind only Nick Saban, obviously. I will give him that. As a college coach, okay. But for an NFL team, especially a dysfunctional one like the Jacksonville Jaguars, and I'm sorry, Shad Khan, your, te- your organization is a little dysfunctional. Yeah, say the least. I'll uh, be fair. Uh, to, to bring in a guy like this, everybody knew this was not going to last. Okay. Everybody knew. Okay. Let, let, me, let me go for sure. Okay. I got like three paragraphs and it's his entire tenure and you can keep doing it. Oh, no, no. Go ahead. No, no. Please. Because this is what on, you do. Okay. This, okay. Is why we work. this is why we hold up. Just for, just, for the, just for the audience, this is why we work. Because I just, I spit you guys knowledge assuming you don't, you know shit. Charles does the right thing and the journalistic thing of giving the background information for the people that might not be hip to what we're talking about. So please go ahead and read the beautiful, illustrious resume of Urban Meyer in less than a year at Jacksonville. Please. Well, the crazy part is, okay, so it's roughly a year, like a little bit under, right? January 14th, 2021, Meyer was hired to become head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. He was fined $100,000 by the NFL on July 1st for violating practice rules during organized team activities. Mm. On September 12th, 2021, Myers lost in his NFL regular season head coaching debut to the Houston Texans by a score of 21 to 37. In October, he was publicly reprimanded by the Jaguars owner, Shahi Khan, for his behavior seen on social media videos that occurred at his Columbus area restaurant, Urban Myers Pint House. Meyer was seen on video in a bar with a young woman who is not his wife and appeared to grope the young woman. Appeared is some legalese right there. The events took, she, she was into it, but come on. The, the events took place during, during a place that uh, the events took place a day after a loss to the Cincinnati Bengals, dropping the Jaguars record to 0 and 4 on the season. He apologized to team and personnel. Meyer earned his first career win as an NFL head coach on October 17th against the Miami Dolphin and two short months later by a, a score of 23 to 20. That was his first one against the Dolphins. On November 7th, Meyer and the Jaguars defeated the heavily favored Buffalo Bills, upset of the year right so far, by a score of 9 to 6. Toward the end of the 2021 season, reports service that Jaguars players and coaches uh, being critical of his treatment of them, to which the team responded with assertions of his job security. So, so mind you, everything I've read has been 2021 calendar year. Further controversy erupted on December 15th. Again, just for the context of our podcast, like a day or after we originally were going to record after the former Jaguars kicker, Josh Lambeau publicly accused Meyer of physical abuse, claiming Meyer reportedly kicked Lambeau's leg during warmups prior to the team's final preseason game, while also suggesting that he would get away with it due to being a head ball coach. Because of this, the Jaguars struggles. He was fired on December 16th, 2021, finishing his tenure with the Jacksonville Jaguars 2-11 and or .154 record. His 13-game tenure is tied with Lou Holtz and Bobby Petrino for the fourth shortest coaching tenures in NFL history. Holtz and Petrino 
also were making their NFL coaching debuts after previously being a head coach in college. His .154 winning percentage is the worst of any non-interim head coach since Cam Cameron's .063 winning percentage with the Miami Dolphins in 2007. So, besides the shitty football, and I'm also just curious to know you also missed the stuff in the preseason about him hiring the Iowa strength and conditioning coach who had already had allegations of being racist and abusive. And that was like one of his first ever hires, which was stupid. You already brought, you brought up Tim Tebow. Well, let me put that in context for people. Tim Tebow was 32 years old. Tim Tebow had never played tight end before. Tim older Tebow than 32. Had, I'm 32. I think he's older than me. No, I think he's 32. Oh, he is? If not, if not he's 33. Point is, Tim Tebow's over 30. What a Tim life. Tebow, Tim, Tim Tebow hasn't played in the NFL in, I believe, five years. Tim Tebow had never played tight end in his life at any level, and yet he brought him in to play t- tight end, hoping to get him a roster spot, which ticked off a lot of players because it's like, once again, this is what we're talking about. 34. Privilege and everything else. Even worse, he's 34. Now, okay. so he would have been 33 because his birthday's in August. Just okay, so a little bit older. At, he was 33 at the time. Yeah, yeah. But the point of the matter is that would that was just in the, that that was just in the offseason before the regular season stuff started. That's what happened before he even coached a game at the NFL level. And so again, to the shock of nobody besides Shaq Khan, this experiment did not work. It's and and really the question really becomes is this the worst hire of all time? Because again, everybody in their mother knew that this wasn't gonna work. Okay, so Lou Holtz coached the coached the Jets in 1976. And real quick, Bobby Petrino, because I'm not pretending like I remember every coaching hire of all time. I mean, th- this goes up there with just boneheaded decisions. And, and, and when I say worst coaching hire, I mean ones where from the jump people knew that was just a bad idea. You know the I mean? Atlanta like, Falcons. Like, you know, it was with the Atlanta Falcons in 07. Like, it's just, it's just stupid. Like, it just didn't make sense. It just didn't make any sense whatsoever why you would hire Urban Meyer. It made zero sense. Well, the, the Tebow zero. thing, not to beat a dead horse, was terrible. Like, that didn't make sense from a personnel standpoint. And I'm not a Tebow hater. I'm not a Tebow stan either. Um, if he brought him in as a quarterback and he just wanted him on the roster as a backup, I think more people would have been like, okay, whatever, that's your boy. The, to bring him in as a tight end in, in, in an era – where the tight end has evolved since even Tim Tebow was the quarterback. What you're saying something is Tim Tebow and, and his rookie sophomore years, we started seeing that new version of the tight end a lot more. Um, the Julius Thomases of the world. And rest in peace to Marius Thomas, because that's happened since last time we were on. Yeah, rest um, and, and it was just a terrible, terrible hire. Uh, and then, so – by the time the, the, the season started and all this drama was still there, the thing with the loss and him going to the restaurant and fingering some bra that isn't his wife after a loss, not flying with the team. Sorry to use the term fingering, but fondling actually sounds worse to me. Like he, he was, he, he was slow key fingering her in the bar. Let's, let's, let's not act like, you know, it wasn't low key. It wasn't low key. I'm trying to be respectful to her because once again, obviously was consensual. You see the video, she's not protesting what was going on. Um, but 
with all that being said, that's fine if you're a regular-ass dude. It's not fine if you're a regular-ass dude, but it's at least whatever if you're a regular-ass dude and you're just cheating on your wife in your own bar. That's between you and your wife and the disrespect you have. But when you're the head coach of one of 32 NFL teams, billionaire, corp- billion-dollar corporations at the end of the day, like me and you were arguing when you just used the term, you know, mom-and-pop shop for one of these things. So I was like, that's just misleading in how people perceive that term. You know what I mean? And this asshole is not flying back with the team when we and you know that if a wide receiver like Odell Beckham, and I'm using him as an example because he's a name, he's a talent, but he's a wide receiver, so you hear a lot of bullshit, did that. Or if a running back like Le'Veon Bell did that. No, no, I'll, no, no, no. I'll do you I'll do you one better. You know how much I love Antonio Brown, right? Oh, my like, God. If, if Antonio Brown did that, it would have been a wrap. And at the end of the day – Urban my, Antonio Brown is a as much as I love his skill set as a as a wide receiver, he is a thirty year old man baby. He's a child. He acts like a child, and a lot of these athletes act like children. And we get we get we shit on them for that, but we also got to put into the, into context. One of the reasons why I don't kill athletes the way I, I used to because I realize their mindset. Like, bro, if you if the world's been telling you shit don't stink since as early as probably 17, it's hard to have a grasp on reality. I can see where your ego gets the best of you. And yes, a lot of these are grown men in their 20s and early 30s, but that's still very young in the grand aspect of life, right? You, you, more, you missed a lot of growing if you've been, you haven't mentally grown since you were exactly. 17. And 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 they are grown men, but a lot of times they're so sheltered in, in a lot of the ways they're not, they're not mature enough. To make mis- to make these decisions again, I don't condone it, but at least I understand when people act like a dickhead when they're an athlete. Now, Ur- except for you, Chase Claypool, I'll get to you in a minute. Urban Meyer is a he's sixty something years old, I believe. Right, he is a grown ass freaking man, and he's been doing 57. this seven. Yeah, like he he's in his fifties, about to be sixty, and, and he's been doing this a long time. How are you fifty seven years old? And you finger popping some college chicken in a bar, like, and, and, and it's 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 just like, and that I, I understand you have an ego and everything else too. But let's be honest, it's not like you've been coaching since the age of seventeen and you've been the wonder boy your whole life. And this, no, 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 you've been coaching for a long time, but you probably started coaching in your thirties, right? So again, you have been a grown man longer than you've been a celebrity. Like, bro, like, like, let's, let's, there's no excuse for you to act this way. He was acting like a grown ass child. The quote, and I, and I pray to God, this isn't true, but the quote that came out this week talking about, he said, he told some of the staff members, I'm a winner and you're a loser and everything. I'm like, really? How old are we? How old are I'm a winner. You guys are losers. That's what, that's what we're getting to. It's just completely immature, completely immature. Like that doesn't make any sense. When's the last time you heard, you call somebody a fucking loser? That's that is the I, that's not even like high school bullying. That's elementary school bullying. Loser, loser. Okay, so CBS Sports got the entire timeline. Like January fourteenth, the Jags hire Meyer. Uh, February eleventh, Meyer hires Chris Doyle. Chris Doyle, yes. Uh, May twentieth, Jaguars hire Tim Tebow. July first, NFL finds uh, Jaguars. Meyer Jaguars. It's just funny because it's like usually timelines are are way more complicated and way more in depth, especially when they only cover a year, like in news, like, you know, a couple of dates between one week, we'll have these in-depth, you know, 
detailed factoids about what's going on. The man baby thing is a great summary of what I'm reading. Like October 2, no plane ride home. I just explained what that was. And then the next one is December 6th, the James Robinson saga. Like the fact that this dude is losing. Not to mention he kicked Josh Lambeau. Yeah. Oh, December. Well, this is just December. Let me me just focus on, on this month, right? So we get it. December 6th, the James Robinson saga. Meyer admitted that he's not responsible for pulling running back James Robinson after the thousand yard rusher from last season fumbled in a blowout loss to the Rams. Robinson fumbled on the last drive, then sat out a long period of the game before returning with the Jaguars down 30 in the fourth quarter. A questionable move. Quote, I know that there's a running back in rotation. They're worried about his load, how many carries, and, and they track that, Meyer said. And obviously, at the time of the game, they must have wanted to get him a few more carries. I'm not in charge of it, the running back rotation. But I watch it, and I'll I'll say, what's our thoughts here? What's our thoughts there? Obviously, I didn't do it there with James. Meyer reportedly had running backs coach Bernie Parmalee stop Robinson from re-entering the game. Starting quarterback Trevor Lawrence asked Meyer about Robinson, which led him to returning to the game. A week later, not even a week later, five days later, December 11th, assistant coaches are, quote, losers. Once again, a report from NFL.com's, what's his face? Hold on, let me me get the name. NFL.com's Tom Pelissero came out that Meyer called his assistant coaches losers in a meeting, in meetings, so plural, and demanded that they explain their individual accolades. Basically, the assistants had to defend their resumes. Again, people... Guys he hired, by the way. We'll yeah, ahead. not only that, not only guys he hires, but this is the, from the NFL.com. Like, if, if Fox News is reporting some Republican scandal, if CNN is reporting some Democrat scandal, if the NFL is reporting this, just put that into context. Quote, calling someone a loser, that's an accurate, Meyer said. I have high expectations for our coaches. I'm very demanding of our coaches and expect guys to be held accountable for their positions and the times when they're not, we address it. But I assure you there was not whatever there you there was not whatever report that's nonsense. Also from the report, veteran wide receiver Marvin Jones, another again, another player that has never been mentioned in drama. And from every report that came out after this, from every Jaguar source, is a team player and a professional. Just keep that in mind. You survived the Lions, y'all. You survived the Lions. For veterans wide receiver Marvin Jones was so irked with Myers' criticism of the receivers that he left the facility only to be convinced to return. He later had a heated argument with Meyer in that practice. I think I said something, quote, I think I said something like we have some injury issues and some lack of consistency. We talked about that, and he's great, Meyer said. We moved on. He's fantastic. And, okay, CBS, just fucking with your fucking spammy-ass pop-ups. Sorry. We talked about that, and he's great. We moved on. He's fantastic, and we have a fantastic relationship. I started hearing that, and Marvin looked at me. He walked by yesterday when I saw something on TV, like a heated argument, and he goes, I guess we're not allowed to talk anymore, are we? And started laughing about it. So there's nothing. December 15th, the kicker strikes back, and here we are this week. And the whole Josh Lambeau thing happened. And then you guys are caught up because we already talked about that. So it, and mind you, we're, we're still in the middle of this. We're still in the middle. A guy, of- a guy that always pointed a finger and never pointed a thumb. 
It's never his fault. Everybody else's fault. I got three college championship rings. I'm a winner. You guys are losers. Y'all should all follow my lead. Y'all should let me abuse you and do it. And somebody made a good point. This Here's how bad this is. This is so bad that I don't even think a college would want to touch him right now. Well, I think the opposite. I think they're. I think he's going to get a job so fast. Um, us fans, I shouldn't say us fans, because you're a little bit more into college than I am. But the casual football fan is going to be like, what the fuck? But the college football fan isn't going to care. No, you know, here's why. He exposed himself. And, and, and a lot of people have said, it's like, wait a minute, if he's doing this to NFL players, imagine what he's doing to college kids. And in this day and age, when, when even college kids are more empowered, we're seeing these kids go to HBCUs. With the NIL deal, now they're making money. I don't think a, well, at least a smart college. Yes, you're right. He'll probably get a job. But a smart college would be like, yeah, nah, I'm not, I'm not touching this dude right now. I'm not touching because it doesn't make any sense. Now, some desperate college might go out and, and try to swing for defenses with him, but I, I don't know why. I, I just don't see why you would do that. Speaking of colleges sense. and something that's not um, something we hate, because contrary to what kind of pods people like me and Brett try not to be completely fucking negative. So we were well, another thing we were going to talk about was Deion Sanders stealing one of the best cornerbacks at a high school for an HBCU college. And hold on, let me pull it up. Deion Sanders. Steal, I want to see what comes up. Steals. Recruit. Congratulations. No comes up when you type in Deion Sanders steals into Google. What? Steals pizza, steals bases. I don't know why he steals pizzas first, but stealing <laughs> bases is second. I just fucking find that great. Steals recruit. I just think that's awesome. That steals bases is, is right up there. <sighs> Clicking on you, CBS. Yeah, it's- Travis Hunter. I wanted to give the kid the kid the props because he had had a level of showmanship that you know primetime wants, and he had that level of showmanship that just gets you to go viral whenever you are picking your school. Like me and you are from Jersey. We didn't have too many big, oh, I'm going to this college type of uh, moments in our schools the way that, you know, other high schools seem to have. Like, I, I don't know, maybe you did. I never really got to experience something like that. But signing day, that number one recruit, Jackson State stole away from uh, who was it? Florida State and the Georgia Bulldogs, and there was somebody else. Mm-hmm. I can't find it right now, but the kid <laughs> played it up, really played it up. Putting putting the hat on, like, no, nah, I don't want that. Throwing it away. If you're a pro wrestling fan, I suggest you uh, search up the video and look it up. But I, I really enjoyed it. I think it's it's a great look for HBCUs to see top recruits going there if these schools just get a quality coach. And I, I believe that Deion Sanders is a quality Grambling State And Grambling State just got somebody today, I believe, or yesterday. Uh, top okay. Recruit. This is from the NY Times. Let me uh, – Hunter, a versatile six-foot-one cornerback who had been verbally committed to Florida State for nearly two years, announced Wednesday that he changed his mind. And mind you, please, guys, find this video because it is uh, just fun. It's fun sports. Everybody knows I'm committed to Florida State, understanding in the front of a packed room at Collins High School in, in Suwannee, Georgia. He picked up a hat stumped with the Georgia Bulldogs logo. Many thought that if Hunter were to flip his commitment, he would choose his home state. He placed a Georgia hat on his head. I like this one. It fits me well, Hunter said, but that ain't who I want to go to. 
He tossed the hat right to his right, then unzipped his jacket, allowing the words, I believe, the Tigers' mantra since Sanders' arrival to peek through. He then f- firmly pulled a Jackson State cap on his head, indicating his decision to play football in the historically black college in Mississippi. Few events on college football calendar are more important than signing day when players sign the binding agreements that cover their attendance and provide financial aid that usually brings a spectacle of flashy news conferences, pep rallies, and curveballs. Players changing their commitments from one school to another on signing day has become commonplace since the NCAA instituted the early signing period a few years ago, allowing players a couple of days in December to sign their letters of intent ahead of the traditional signing period that starts in February. The recruiting process has accelerated as more of the nation's elites athletes use those few days to finalize their decisions early. In a statement released Wednesday afternoon, Hunter said that he had flipped his commitment to Jackson State because it would allow him to light, quote, light the way for others to follow, end quote, he added, make it a little bit easier for the next player to be recognized, to recognize that HBCUs may be everything you want and more. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what that's the vibe you get watching the video. I didn't need to know that's what he said in the press in the press release. Props to him and whoever's handling this young man that he had that type of press release because that's a good look. It sets you up in life the right way because mm-hmm. he maybe he might never go pro, but he will always go to this college if he keeps his nose clean. Well, not and also UCLA four-star quarterback transfer, and I'm gonna mess up this name. Kajaya Holloway Holloway. He uh, transferred and committed to Grambling State. So he's a four-star quarterback, could have probably went anywhere, chose Grambling State. So you're seeing the shift, and you love to see it. Um, These kids are realizing that they are the culture, they're the product, they're making millions of dollars because of you. If you're going to use your talents, help out the schools that are supposed to help you. So, you know. There, and there's been plenty of history of guys going to HBCUs and playing in the NFL and having Hall of Fame careers. So you can't tell me that you're going to a lesser school. If everybody, if all, if every black kid decided instead of going to Alabama, that they would go to, I don't know, whatever HBCUs in Alabama, Alabama State maybe or something like that. You know what I mean? Like you would be, they would be, they would be just as good of a football team. They'll still go to the NFL. They would still have great careers. So it's, it's one of those things that uh, you love to see it. You love to see the culture shift. You love to see these kids thinking outside the box and being their own people. And, and with, like I said, with the NIL and everything else, I think a lot of schools have a better chance. Even Rutgers, I was explaining to my dad yesterday, me and my cousin, where I was like, yo, with NIL, Rutgers becomes way more attractive. You got to remember, especially in football, this is like the only football school in the new, major football school in the New York market. Because even like Pitt and Penn State, that's not that's out of market. There's no New York teams that are really good enough to take advantage of it. Rutgers now becomes a school to, that people will think about because of the NIL. So it's just one of those things that we're in a new time, and I love to see it. I really do love to see it. Congratulations, to Deion Sanders. I think he what he's doing is amazing, and he's leading the way. And I. I it's going to be funny by the time our kids are in college, that might be the new norm. Like, yo, we're going to the best HBCU. So that's awesome. That's awesome. That's really awesome to think about. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. So, and, and that was the little bit of positivity wrapped in the shit sandwich that is this week. Um, again, rest in peace to Marius Thomas. Me and Brett have not looked up enough of his stats to give him the proper type of conversation. 
Um, yeah. And we knew we were going to talk at least the time we did about Urban Meyer. I just and we're not going to be disrespectful to a man's life and just oh that's it. No, we'll talk about it, but we're we'll, we, about we, we'll have to do. I, I will say this: Demarius Thomas, and we've talked about it on a pod before, especially if we were NBA players. Demarius Thomas is the kind of career I would have loved to have. Like that one guy that's just like a staple in his community. He's one of the best Broncos of all time. I think I didn't I didn't even notice, but I think he's like their all-time leader in touchdowns, receptions, and yards. Well, so, we had Peyton Manning that like those seasons. Yeah, yeah those that, that makes sense. With the stats. Yeah, but the point of like I I would have like, you know, if you're telling me I'm not gonna be like the GOAT, right? I would have loved to have that type of career, like a Zebo. Like I watched uh Zach Ram Zach Randolph get his Jersey retired in Memphis uh, last week. Those, those, are the type, those are the type of careers I would have loved to have where you're just like a staple in that market and a staple in the community and stuff like that. And that's what DT was. So it's really sad to see. We'll talk about it more in depth. We do. He does deserve to have more time on that. We just, like I said, this has been a crazy week. Oh, yeah. Um, and and you, me and you both want to bitch about our respective teams. You yeah, go. Ahead. Well, you oh, have a specific right, I'll go. I'll go. thing. I have a more broad just – general conversation that's ongoing throughout this whole damn season you have something more specific to the last couple weeks yeah i'll go i'll go i'll go first because you you know you've had to read a lot lately so here's the thing as a steelers fan i'm excited i'm excited because in a way in a way we control our own destiny we have five games left one against the titans one against the chiefs and then the next the last two i'm sorry four games left they're all division games. As so, a, just, just so people know, because you're a fan. The AFC North, as of this recording, the Ravens are on top eight and five. The Browns and Bengals are both seven and six in that order. And the Steelers are on the bottom with six, six, and one. This mm-hmm. is close as hell. Yep. Like, and, like you're not there. The, the under and uh the, the shittiest part about this conversation, the less for, for me as a fan, Lamar Jackson's ankles hurt. Yeah. So it's not even like the Ravens can just to be the Ravens the next couple of weeks. It is literally up in the air. Baker Mayfield's all pissed off for a bunch of different reasons, and the Steelers are the Steelers, which are going to get into. Yeah, and so and here's and, and so here's the thing. What's cool about this, and I'm just going to pull up everybody's schedule because this is important, right? This is important. That last week, everybody in the in the conference lost. Everybody, Steelers lost to the Vikings. The Ravens lost, the Browns lost, the Bengals lost. And what that did was put everybody in the position, because remember, we all kind of play each other towards the end of the year, is put us in a position where the Steelers actually have the easiest schedule left in terms of winning the division. We We play the Titans at home this Sunday. Again, it's the Titans team, still no Derrick Henry, still kind of trying to figure out. Now, they do have Julio back, which is a big deal. But this is still a team that's kind of figuring out what, how, where they're going to be and how they're going, how they're going to be, right? The Ravens play the Packers. Whew, that's going to be a hard game to win. The Bengals play the Broncos. They probably will win. That's, that's, that's the game I'm really looking at because that's hard. And then we know about the Browns and the Raiders that got moved to Monday, right? If we beat the Titans, if we beat the Titans, the Ravens then play the Bengals. And here's what sucks. Depending on that Broncos game, I might have to root for the Ravens, which would kill me. But if the Ravens lose and the Bengals win, we still play the Ravens again. Obviously, the Bengals are the the one team that hurts us because we lost to them twice already. 
You need the, I think we need the Bengals to lose twice. We need the Ravens to lose three times, obviously, because they're a game ahead of everybody. And we need the Browns to lose twice. And you okay. Need and we need to, we went, we need to win three out of four. We play the Chiefs next Sunday at, at Kansas City. That's a loss. Uh, yeah, that's a loss. You beat the Titans, you lose to the Chiefs, then you end your season at home against the Browns and at Baltimore. Okay, but. The Titans, oh shit, sorry. The Titans right now are nine and four and they won their last game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This and, is, you, this and you really feel like you can go into Tennessee and win? We're home. We're home. Oh, oh that's a home game. Okay. It's so, game. okay. So, that's a home game. This week is important. This week is very important. If we win this week, if we win this week, depending, and if everything else goes the way we think is going to go, but the Ravens losing to the Packers. The Broncos, it's a 50-50 game. I, the Bengals could probably win that. It's on the road. But the Bengals are weird. They play well one week, one week they lose the next week. They lost last week, so something tells me they'll mess around and win this week. But that's okay. And the Browns and the Raiders, again, coin flip. But the point of the matter is, after that, the Ravens play the Bengals, in which we probably, then they play the Rams, and then they play us. So if the Ravens lose to the Packers, even if they beat the Bengals next week and they lose to the Rams the following week, and then we beat them, okay, that's the three out of four losses that we need for Baltimore. The Bengals have the Broncos. That's probably a win. Even though it's on the road, that's probably a win. Now I'm rooting for the Bengals to beat them next week. They play the Chiefs. That's a loss. And then you probably need the Browns to beat them last game of the season i'm hoping that they lose that that which is why i'm rooting for the ravens because if they lose to the ravens and the chiefs we we shoot ahead of them in the standing the browns have the raiders the packers that's a loss we play them and then of uh, the Bengals last week of the season so again we control our own destiny because we're going to play the Bengals and the, i mean the browns and the ravens right so we can give them their second and third loss, respectively, if everything falls into place. Can you name the teams that are currently mathematic, actually mathematically eliminated from the playoffs? There's no, there is, there is nobody. Yeah, there is. The Detroit Lions are eliminated. The Jacksonville Jaguars are eliminated. The Houston Texans are eliminated. I thought, I thought, the, I thought Detroit wasn't eliminated yet. No, they're eliminated. I must have that must have happened based on something over the weekend. Because the last time I checked, with their one win, they still weren't mathematically el- eliminated. They need I think they are. Uh, uh, well, they are now because it's the NFL telling me it. Um, but the, the, the NFC has more teams that aren't eliminated. And the Bears and Giants are two of them, which is just bullshit. Um, if the playoffs started right now in the AFC, it would go Chiefs, Patriots, crazy titans ravens la chargers colts bills and then the nfc would be packers bucks cards cowboys rams niners washington yeah this tennessee game is huge we gotta win yeah and we, on the bubble and we, and we don't need any upsets packers beat the ravens uh, i forgot who else i said Packers so beat the ravens. Here, here are the bubble teams for the afc yeah so, so you can keep it and i'll read all the Above 500s. Browns, Bengals, Broncos, Stennis, the Steelers, 6 6 and 1. Then you got the Ravens and Dolphins, who are still technically in it. 
in in the NFC we're, we're, right now. And, and, and we're not we're probably not gonna make the playoffs if we don't win our division, which is why this is so important. If everything falls the way it's supposed to fall, we can mess around and win our division. We gotta win three out of four. And again, the three that we have to win are very winnable. You could beat the Titans at home on Sunday. Again, you play the Browns. You've already beaten the Browns. And you at Baltimore. At Baltimore is going to be the hardest one, but you've beaten Baltimore already. They're not playing well right now. We don't know how well, you know, we don't know how injured Lamar Jackson will be by the time you play them. You you can control your own destiny, basically, because I, I don't see those teams upsetting. The way all these teams are playing right now, I don't see the Ravens upsetting the Packers. I don't see the, the Ravens upsetting uh who else did I say they play? They play somebody else that's a definite loss. Um, the Rams. I don't see them be- beating the Rams. And then, again, we play them. So, you know, the Bengals, I don't see them beating the Chiefs. And I'm hoping that the Ravens beat them. And then the Browns still have to play the Packers, and they still got to play us. So the teams that we that you know that need, that we need to lose have very losable games. Very losable games. So – the, on the bubble in the NFC, and I'd be so pissed if I was a Vikings fan, but they're the first team on the bubble. Vikings, Eagles, Falcons, Saints, Panthers, Seahawks, Giants, Bears, fucking everything underneath Saints and down kick rocks. Like, that's not happening. Um, the Panthers, when you got three quarterbacks, you got none. The Vikings, I, I feel for my boy who's a Vikings fan – there's no excuse. Yeah, the Panthers are done. They're, they're done. Oh yeah, the Eagles are still alive. I'll give them that. Uh, they're 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 definitely playing better than I expected them to. Yeah. Uh, Washington has is another one. It's like you have no business being where you are, but you are where you are because people won't stop sleeping on you. So do what you got to do. Who Washington? Yeah. Yeah. They're in the playoffs right now. They are. Like good period. They're the seven. Yeah. Good for them. Good like for it's them. crazy, but. I, I, you know, for context, the Eagles and in Washington play each other this week, so we'll figure out where how that falls. I see the Vikings eliminating the Bears from playoff contention. Sounds weird to say because neither of them really are. And my Giants are going to get sacrificed at the altar of Jerry Jones this week, and I have zero faith in my Giants to actually win this game, which means they probably will. Because well, go ahead, yeah, go ahead and talk about the Giants. Man. Because rumors are, and you said this to me. Well, you were the first person to bring it up um, before it was the week that the reports are Joe Judge is safe in his position as head coach of the New York Giants. Now, if Gettleman's gone, how the fuck the head coach is safe is beyond me. Why the ownership feels that we would need to keep Joe Judge is beyond me. Um, beyond the fact that. Ownership just doesn't want to be one of these teams that has three head coaches in six years. Like that's the only reason because it's not about performance. Because if we're going based on performance, he had a good, um, what's it called? A good rookie year with no off season. He overperformed, but in the same situation, who cares? If you look at the numbers, the offense isn't better than it was under Pat Shermer. I, the defense is a little bit better, but it, nothing's good. Nothing is, is as good as it was under McAdoo and or Shermer, if we're being honest with ourselves, just from a rankings standpoint, from a statistical standpoint. So he hasn't done what – they haven't done what they're supposed to do. What, what What is the thing about Joe Judge 
that the Giants would find. And, oh, we can't let this guy go. Look at this genius. I haven't seen it. He had a good rookie year and no offseason. That's about all you could say. Guess what? It ain't his rookie year, and, it, and shit's not better. So and nothing is winning. There's nothing that you watch the Giants and go, oh, yeah, we're building there. Because we didn't sign an expensive-ass wide receiver to build, like to just to build over the next five years. You're not paying him to, to not be competitive. So you guys are obviously expecting to be competitive. Now, the defense is more disappointing because – there's more talent on, with the exception of the wide receiver core, there's more talent on the defense as a whole. And the wide receiver core hasn't been healthy. That's why I said it like that. So there are things that you could point to. But with that being said, Daniel Jones needs neck surgery. And it's been enough time. I don't know. It's been, this is, you know, like, I don't know what we're supposed to see from him to be like, oh, yeah, he's definitely our guy of the future. He hasn't been able to stay healthy one year. Uh, neck surgery is no joke and I haven't seen enough from him to be like oh yeah he's definitely the starter of the New York football giants if we can't find somebody better I don't know who that somebody better is which is the problem in itself but the giants are just one step ahead of the Jets which isn't saying much we're better than the Jets so collectively New York is the worst place for football right now so uh, that's not even a brag it's it's more of a if you think the Jets are this bad of a dumpster fire, we're just a dumpster that's less on fire. Like we might be able to save the dumpster to continue to throw trash in. That's the like that's not saying that, oh yeah, we're better. We shouldn't put this fire out. No, we're trash. We are absolute trash. Galladay, talented wide receiver. He he got paid from playing on the on the Lions, and he's a ghost on, on, on the Giants from injury, a mixture of injuries and terrible offensive calls. Saquon Barkley, I wanted to draft him. Uh, are we at the point where we are going to admit that he's a bust? Because he's on the team this year. And if you don't pay attention, you might not know he's playing. And if he can't get the ball 20 times a game and get 150 yards, he's not getting, he's barely getting 60 yards on 10 carries if that's actually what his average is right now. I haven't looked. Want to know why I haven't looked? Because I don't even have fun watching my Giants. I watch my Giants like it's a fucking chore, which is sad because I had so much. I've I've had too much happiness as a Giants fan to bitch about being a Giants fan. But if we look at the totality of the Giants, four Super Bowls, a couple of good playoff runs, and a lot of bad. So I, I, I don't have faith. That if the Giants think that Joe Judge is this keeper, the way they keep portraying him to be, I hope the Roonies finally fuck up and let Mike Tomlin go because I'd like to pick him up. That's my dream. But with all the coaches that we've seen on the market in the last couple of years, cough, cough, Ron fucking Rivera, um, and, and, and then seeing how all these other coaches have built their team, even with bad drafting, cough, cough, the Eagles. The fuck are we doing? Who like how are you saying that anybody is worth keeping? Like, I, I wish I had something new to say. I wish my team did something new. They didn't. There's they're gonna keep doing the same shit. I'm gonna keep complaining about the same shit because apparently they don't realize they haven't fixed the goddamn thing. We're, it, like there's first graders that have been born after the rebuild of the Giants O line. 
there are human beings that did not exist when it started that can read now that the Giants are still waiting on a good one. Eli Manning isn't coming back. We can't assume that Daniel Jones is going to be there every game. Saquon Barkley, generational talent, got hurt. And he's not the same player, at least this season. And are you ready to pay him 20-something million dollars? I don't know. You're already paying Galladay. So the best bet to me is get a new GM in here and blow it up. Blow it up. A lot more people in the NFL circles have been doing the Russell Wilson to New York rumors again, which leads me to believe there's some combination of insert Jones and Barkley and something. And that's the best way I I can kind of understand that because if we're going to trade for a veteran quarterback, I can't picture trading Galladay, but doesn't make any real sense. Um, well, yeah, it probably might be the two first round picks. You got hell no. Oh my god, I'd be so pissed. Why, like, like my heart hurts. I'm not trying to because if I curse at Brett, people are gonna think like I'm actually cursing at Brett and not just cursing into the ethos, right? Like, that's why I just caught myself. I'm gonna just yell, fuck you to Brett. <laughs> like, like, it's not Brett that said it. Brett's just suggesting it's like, oh, no, that's probably, I mean, that's probably what it would take the two first round picks. Bro, and now especially since Seattle doesn't have a first round pick, if they can get two top ten picks, I mean, if we can get if we can get Russell Wilson for one of those first round picks, yeah, no, nah, it's going to take two. It's going no, take I two. meant like in general, like if that if it's these picks this year, yeah, okay, like like at least if you look back on that, you, you can't be like you really traded for Russell Wilson. Shut the fuck up, like you know what I mean? Like Russell Wilson's what like but my it, thing is, and everybody, and really what I don't like about it is it seems to be like a Sierra thing. Like, Oh, Sierra wants to be in New York. Okay. Why would, if you're Russell Wilson, realistically, why would you go from Seattle to New York? You're going to the same thing. You have receivers in Seattle. That's not the problem. The problem is they have no O-line. The giants have no O-line. You want to know why? Because you, you just want to keep making Sierra happy. I guess I, I just, to me, if you're Russell Wilson, you want to go to a better situation with at least an offensive line. Cause that's what, that's what's. Why are you arguing to. against Ciara living closer to you? I don't understand it. Cause it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. A lot of things don't make sense. Bringing back Joe judge. Don't make sense. None of this shit makes sense. My job right, well, doesn't what? make sense. You know what? This is what I'm going to do. Cause this is, I wrote it on my whiteboard. I didn't send it to you, but this is something I didn't want to talk about, especially since you want to talk about your Giants. This is a, a, a beautiful transition because a lot of what you said is what I wanted to say in terms of this, right? I'm mad at you, but not you specifically. I'm mad at once again at your Giants fan, Faithful, because you've, you've kind of said this, but not as much as some other people have said this. And this is why I hate Giants fans because you guys are so freaking delusional. It's annoying as hell. I had an argument with another friend of mine who's a Giants fan. I'm not even going to name name them because they they don't even deserve to get any type of credibility or or highlight from this. But the, we're arguing once again about Big Ben and why she's still on the team. What do da 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 da? And he's comparing it to the. I'm like and, I, and see, I'm like, see, you're like the fifth Giants. Stop doing this, guys. Let me explain something to y'all. The Giants situation with Eli and the Steelers situation with Big Ben are two totally different things let me explain let me explain and this is why i wish i wrote down notes because i had a bunch of reasons in my head i don't want to forget them all but this is important go ahead 
this 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 is why it just just drives me crazy when I listen to Giants fans sometimes. Like, oh, you were talking about us, but now you're in the same situation. But no, 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 no. Let let me let me break this down to y'all. Okay, yeah. one. Big Ben is playing this year because he had to play this year. If he retired or we cut him, we would have owed him $30 million in dead money. So he had no choice but to play this year. So fine. He's playing. And people say, whoa. And then this idiot talking about, why did you give him all that money? Why did you you sign him? Again, when we signed him, when we signed him, he had just had a 5,000-yard season, which led the NFL that year. He was playing some of his best football. Nobody, and I mean nobody, would have known that two games into that contract, he would have blown out his elbow. Nobody would have known that. Like, I've never heard or seen that before in an NFL play. It's not like he's a pitcher where, like, hey, man, those things are always a thing you got to look out for. No, no, no. I have, ne- to, at least to my knowledge, to my, if I might be forgetting somebody, I've never heard of a quarterback just blowing out their elbow, making a throw. And again, that was two games into this three-year deal. So they had no choice but to see this out and see this through and hope that he could come back. Okay. But again, when they paid him, which is, which is very important, when they paid him, he was playing great football. Okay. That's one. Two, oh, you well, you guys like the Giants. You were holding on for too long. You were trying to, you were trying to go for one less Super Bowl. Again, here's the difference between the Giants and the Steelers. The Giants were losing. The Giants were were drafting in the top ten, if not the top five. I think what three out of the last four years of Eli's career, they were like they, they were having the last two. It was the last two in the in, in the top five or top ten, yeah. Are you sure? I am. I am not sure. It's been a decade of hell, so I. I don't. I don't. I don't remember the exact like. It was three years ago that Eli was still on the team. Oh, all right. So the point. The point of the matter is, Eli. We obviously the Saquon pick, right? Number two overall. Obviously, Daniel Jones. Number six overall. Who was before Saquon? What? What? Where were you? What year did you guys make the playoffs? Twenty sixteen. That was 2016. Mm-hmm. And what year was Saquon? 2017? 2018, I believe. Okay. So you missed the playoffs the year before that, too. So that's my so the, the, that's the point I'm making. The Giants were a fringe bottom 10 team. All the years that we on the outside were saying, yo, man, y'all should probably move on from Eli. Yo, man, y'all should probably move on from Eli. Eli obviously no. wasn't the problem. See, there you go. Wait, you, no, I'm being serious. You look back during these years, and you're like, "Well, if you had a better quarterback, the Giants would be a playoff team." No, no, no. We no, no. That's not what we're saying. That's not what we're saying. We're saying the same thing that people. So, if for instance, everybody Evan fucking vote, Ingram. And what what, what 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 draft pick was that? What twenty third, twenty third. So you so so you guys did make the playoffs that year. Well, twenty seventeen draft would have been from the twenty sixteen season. Right. Okay. Okay. And then we sucked, and that's how we got. Okay, so now, so now here we go, right? The Giants were in a position where it's like, yo, listen, 
if you guys are drafting number two overall, especially in a year that's considered to be a good year for quarterbacks, you probably should think about getting your franchise quarterback. You go, oh no, we're gonna get a running back. Hold on, man. Hold on, no, 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 no. I will give you a chance. Hold on, hold on. I will give you a chance because this is important. This is important. This is important. This is what I'm saying. Two different things. You guys were the Giants signed Jalen Smith right before we. Uh, came on to record. My bad. I forgot to bring that up before. Right. This is what I'm saying. If the Steelers were ever in that position, I would have said the same thing. Like, hey, man, even if you're paying Ben Roethlisberger, if you're drafting second overall in a draft class that's supposed to be full of quarterbacks, you probably should just get your successor. That's what any logical fan would say. That's what. Yeah, anyone- and I'm telling you, as a Giants fan, there was no fucking way the Giants were going to draft Lamar Jackson. So the only other pick that you want, if you want to play the game that we shouldn't have drafted Barkley, the only one that I I actually accept that that is like, yeah, that would have been the pick would probably be Quentin Nelson. Because Josh Allen, Josh Allen, would Josh Allen be having the success he's having on the Giants? That like so the Bills. We don't know. Better. We don't. We don't know that. No, but I'm being serious. The Bills were just a better team, even when we drafted Saquon. Hold Brown. on, hold on. We don't know that. The point, but the point of the matter, even if you drafted Sam Darnold, the point of the matter is, the point of the matter is. Uh, what I'm what I'm trying to get you Giants fans to stop, like, like I said, stop comparing this to that. It was it's an apples and oranges comparison. The Steelers every single year have been either a fringe playoff team that either made the playoffs and they might have lost on the first round, or whatever, or they would have just missed the playoffs. And the point was, Joe, you have a veteran quarterback, you're paying him, you are a playoff team most of these years. Okay, if you keep reloading, you might be able to go for one last run. The yeah, Giants, but, 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 but hold on, hold on, hold on. The That was not the case with the Giants. The Giants were literally sucking. Everybody is telling y'all, y'all, man, y'all are not who you think you are. And you guys are sitting there saying, no, well, no, if we draft this guy, we're going to make a run. It's like, look, guys, you are not, you are more than a running back away from being, if you have the number two pick in the draft, you are nine times out of 10. I don't care how good the, the fucking running back is nine times out of 10. You're more than a running back away from being a Super Bowl team. Yeah. If the Giants fucking drafted Sam Darnold, we're not in a better position. And the other name that was floated around wasn't Josh Allen. It was Josh Rosen. So, so I'm just saying like, in 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 the in the in the game of hindsight, yes. But I'm not. But I'm not even talking about hindsight. I'm talking about the Giants in that draft. The, the no, fact. That- okay, but this what this is what I'm this is what I'm trying to say. What I'm saying is, the point I'm making is, I'm tired of these Giants fans trying to say that the Steelers are doing the same thing. The we're not. It's two different things. You guys were in a pos- No, it's not. You guys were in a position to make the, the to make the transfer. And if you, you lose were, two you, games, hold on, hold on, hold, hold, on, on, hold, hold on. on, It's not that far off. You're in a worse position because you're not that good. You're not a Super Bowl team. No one, no one on this planet right now is besides Steelers fans are think the Steelers have a shot at a run right now. So if you prove me wrong, I will eat all the crap. Hold on, hold on. Let me, let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. That's not you what guys, I'm saying. You guys are in the middle ground hell. You have to be good. Like, like you guys are stuck picking between 15 and 25 in, in perpetuity with Big Ben. You guys are, have not been a Super Bowl team. You're the, one of the best seasons you guys did have, you guys got your ass kicked by the Jaguars, who don't exist anymore. And then you, got, you guys got your ass kicked by the Browns, who definitely do exist in your division. You guys aren't looking like you're on the upswing. You have a bunch of young talent in certain positions, and and, and in other positions, you have meh talent that work well because you have Mike fucking Tomlin. 
Okay, again, nobody's arguing that. That's what I'm saying. Let me finish. Let, that's what I'm saying. No, me... because it's done. It is done after this year. Big Ben's gone. You guys are not a playoff team. Like, that's what's going to happen. Short of okay, again, fucking bringing in Aaron Rodgers. Because that's okay. probably what will happen. That's, that's, you're still missing my point. My point is the reason why people because all you Giants fans are trying to defend your position of why you kept Eli and and what we're trying to say no y'all should not have kept Eli or y'all should have at least drafted your successor and then you're saying we did his name's Daniel fucking Jones and it wasn't a good pick and it was and okay and that was too late you just just calm down if you let me no because you keep saying we should have drafted our successor so you're saying we should have drafted Josh Allen that's the only thing you're saying because realistically even though I like it I'm Charles Charles I, all I'm saying is the two situations are two totally different things. That's great. Had, I'm, 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 just okay. let me finish. Just let me finish. Just let me finish. The point of the matter is we had no choice but to stick with Big Ben. You guys had the options to make the transfer. You didn't. Now, granted, hindsight 2020, it doesn't really matter anyway. I First of all, I still believe that Sam Darnold in a better situation would have been a better quarterback. That's just me. Okay. He, he went to the fucking Jets, was as you say, is worse than the fucking Giants. It's the only do- team worse than the Giants. We're not a good situation, which is your whole part of the argument. So my whole thing is, if we're a terrible situation, regardless, which one of these young quarterbacks, because Josh Allen, for all intents and purposes, was drafted into a good situation. The Bills were not a shit team. They mm-hmm. they were drafting good, but they were so they were not a shit team. No, and I'm and I'm not saying again. You're missing my point. I'm not saying the Giants will be good right now, great right now. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying for all the Giants fans right now that keep texting me and DMing me and calling me and saying, "Oh, well, you guys are doing the same thing the Giants." I'm like, no, we're not. It's two Bro, different. Put, it's two different things. It's two, okay. It's two different things. It's going to end up in the same spot, short of you getting Aaron fucking Rodgers or Russell Wilson or one of these other good aging quarterbacks. I'm being serious. Like, short of you guys doing one of these moves, which you guys could do because you're the goddamn Steelers. Like, we won't do, and we won't do. It. Well, I'm just saying. We, but short of that, what the fuck do you think your team's going to be next year? We're not, we're, we're not going to be good next year. Again, no, that's, but what, that's what, what my point is. No, no, but, no, not, but that's what I'm saying. You're, you're arguing. You're, what you're saying has nothing to do with what I'm saying. No, what I'm okay. saying is what you're saying. I'm telling you that you didn't uh, draft a successor soon enough. All this other shit. Are you drafting a successor this year? No, I hope not. I swear to God, I hope not. The, I, from what I'm hearing, they really love Kenny Pickett. I like Kenny Pickett, too. Do not draft Kenny Pickett. So the similarity. I get what you need. It's apples and oranges when you just do this broad stroke. It's the same exact situation. It's not the same exact situation. I agree with you. The similarity in the situation is you're saying the Giants should have had more foresight. The the, the context and, and 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 the conditions that brought you to the situation are different than what the context and the conditions that brought the Giants to the situation. But at the end of the day, both teams, ironically again because it's like the cousins can't we can't escape this fucking eli big ben comparison no matter what right but that's it's the, the same the part that's the same situation is he's gone next year and you have no fucking quarterback no absolutely that's the and truth I, so like and, that, and i disagree that, hold on let me just clarify i completely disagree it's the same situation it, it's not want to know why it's not and this is my this is my god's honest truth because i will argue with you over a bunch of the points you just made. But you want to know why something's the same situation and why the fucking Steelers are way better off than the Giants were? It's not because the Giants drafted Saquon Barkley at number two. No. Mike fucking Tomlin. Mm-hmm. Like, what are we talking about? The, the, the Steelers are better. They are better. They're Like, I don't understand the Giants. Hold on. Let me fucking... I got you. I got you for a second, bro. 
The Giants fans that want to argue the the fucking the argument Eli versus Big Ben, I understand that. I am one of you. But if you're going to argue fucking organizations, I'm sorry, guys. I'm fucking sorry. You take the L. Just take the fucking L. Like quarterback, we can argue if Eli was in <laughs> with the Steelers for all these years, might have more than two. I'll throw that shade at my Giants right now. That's what I feel about Eli Manning. Would we still have some with Big Ben? Yeah, because I'm not a fucking idiot. But, like, that's not the fucking difference. That's not the power struggle. That So, so many Steelers fans are like, well, we have Big Ben and you had Eli. Suck a dick. You had Mike fucking Tomlin. For all the shit we gave Tom Coughlin, at least that was a closer. That was a closer conversation when we, when we talk all-time coaches for our teams. Coughlin at least is respected. Like, 10 years later, people look at here, Tom Coughlin, like, oh, yeah, he ran a tight ship. He was a hard ass, but hey, bad results. Yada, 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 right? Wanted to fire him and would win a ring. That's his fucking legacy, known as a hard ass. Since then, we've had dumb fuck, we've had clown shoes, and now we have Patriot Light. And you know who the Steelers have had? Mike fucking Tomlin. That's what makes the situation different. That's what makes the Steelers better. That's what makes it just a more rosy fucking. Wizard of Oz, Golden Brick Road going forward compared to why the Saquon Barkley pick looks so bad now. It is easy to shit on running backs. We know. But guess what? He won. He's the one that won Offensive Rookie of the Year. Not Josh Allen. Not Sam Darnold. Not Lamar Jackson. The best quarterback in that draft is Lamar Jackson. And he went to the perfect situation in the, in the, in the Ravens. I don't want Sam Darnold. Fuck that. I got Sam Darnold. I have a better version of Sam Darnold. His name's Daniel Jones. Like, what the fuck do I want Sam Darnold for? Like, do I want Quentin Nelson? Yeah, because I need some fucking protection. But so so I get that argument. If you were going to come up here and say we should have drafted a, the, the, the O-line guy, fuck. Well, that's a better argument. You tell the Pierce out the, the same shit about the secession. Eli's next, Eli's up next. Is Josh Allen as good on the Giants the last few years as he is on the Bills? Because most Giants haters are going to say no, but then in the same breath, they're going to say, I should have fucking drafted him. My, my question about the thing we don't know. We don't no, know. I know we don't know. I know you don't know. I'm pointing out to you the frustration that you have. Well, you should have done. I don't have any fucking faith in this organization. Like, at least I like Barkley. Like, I feel, you know what I mean? Like, he was a, he's a good dude. He was a generational talent. The pick made sense. But at the, in the same breath, these motherfuckers, like, he should have drafted the quarterback. They were looking at fucking Josh Rosen. I mean, like, I, like we can we can well, completely me, forget. Me and, you, and me and you worked at the time, and I told you then I would have never drafted a running back. I don't care how good he is. That You guys were more than a running. I mean, you know me. I didn't like the fact that we got, not, I love Najee, but I'm like, we're more than a running back away from winning. At the end of the day, at number two overall, okay, fine. If you wanted to take Quentin Nelson, th- that would have made more sense to me either. Two, but the point up, the point I'm making is, like I said, two totally different situations. You guys had the writing was literally on the wall that it was time to to make a change. And and Giants fan in the organization, the players and the fan base were like, no, 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 no. We're gonna keep trying to get one more with Eli. And the rest of the world was like, bro, why? Dude, no. Well- <laughs> And that's what I'm saying. Because because the, the goddamn cruise photo, or you know, the boat photo, I shouldn't say cruise photo because people are like, where what does Victor Cruz have to do with this? Um, but the but the boat photo is so overstated because the irony of all these bad giants teams, it, especially with the, the end, end towards the Eli era where they couldn't even score 20 points in the modern league, 
the defense has been decent. Like, there's times where it's great. Like, you watch, you've watched games where you're just kind of like, where the fuck has this been? And you watch other games where they're just completely aloof. That's the giant secondary. The irony of Gettleman's third tenure and how shitty it's been is the secondary's better. He when we when Jerry Reese was there and we couldn't fucking find a cornerback that could play the position for years. And then Gettleman gets here, we get a secondary. Good job, dumb fuck. We have nothing else besides wide receivers. Yeah, it's it's and, and also, I, I I still think the Steelers are in a better position. I think this – They're in a better – you have Mike Tomlin. That's the better position. I, I, I think our roster is pretty good. I think we're two or three years away from – but like I said, if they're smart, if they're smart, they could literally shore up every other hole this season. We're going to have cap space. We're going to have good draft capital. If they're smart, they could plug in every other hole this season. Okay, you still will suck next year because you don't have a quarterback. But then next year you go get your quarterback. The, and, and and again, that's what I'm saying. It's two different situations where I don't think we're going to be in a long five to ten year rebuilding period. I knock on wood. If we do this the right way, this should take two, maybe three years max. Oh, be, it's longer than uh, that, dude. You need a quarterback, and, and we should be and we should be right back. No, but what I'm saying is, if they're smart, they don't go for a quarterback this year. They plug all the holes. They have a lot of holes, but they have a lot of they have a lot of holes, but it's things that could all get fixed this year if they do it right. And then next year, you see where you're at. And next year, if you like a guy in the draft and, and you are only a quarterback away, you could always trade up and get your quarterback. So that's what I'm saying. And don't and, forget that uh, the Giants wasted a first-round draft pick on DeAndre Baker, and, 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 and it was more draft capital because we made a trade and gave uh, New Orleans, I think, the, our first-round pick. I think that's how it worked out. Uh, but we we had two picks the Daniel Jones uh, draft. It was Daniel right. Jones at six and DeAndre Baker at thirty. And right. DeAndre Baker, I don't even think he's in the league. If he is, he's riding the pine somewhere. Right. And so, and, and the point the point I'm the point I was making was with the Giants, the writing was on the wall, and the nostalgia glasses. So no, we could still win. We could still win. The Giants still have those glasses on. That was that's my whole rant. Right, and that's have and those glasses, on. and that's why I was trying to make the transition off of what you said because now it's the same thing with Joe Judge, it's the same thing with David Gellman. Because it sounds to me, to me, the only okay, way you so can say it, my cat's trying only, to comfort me, she can tell I'm pissed off. She's like, she's like meowing, like it's okay, man, it's okay, it's not okay, we suck. But, but it's what to me that tells me Gellman is safe. If you're telling me the coach is safe. That means Gettleman's safe because no, how could you doesn't. even guarantee? Because how could you even guarantee that unless the, unless the GM is not going anywhere? Because to your point, if any new GM should at least should have the power to say, "Yo, man, I want my own guy at head coach." So, and if, and if we're playing the uh, what if game, what if Justin Herbert came out the year he was supposed to come out? Because then we wouldn't draft Andrew Jones; we draft Justin Herbert. True. And and, and, now, and, and, then, and then the same stupid fucking regime looks way smarter. Yeah, I, 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 I'm just saying, like, 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 what annoys me about the whole, like, in one breath, I agree, but in another, I need to point out that the Eli hate is obviously overstated for the time. Well, he's obviously washed up. He obviously played better than than Daniel Jones has. No, no, I'm I'm not saying that because again, even even with Ben, everyone's like, oh Ben's the problem. Ben's not the problem. He just threw for 330 yards and three. Ben was the now. problem in the first quarter. Like when we did our quarterly reviews, Ben looked. But oh. even but even then, I said. But even then, I said 
but it's a combination of everything. The, the receivers aren't getting open. The, the O line sucks. We I've been trying to hit on that. You you know I was I, I was digging the grave. I, the, the grave has been kept clean for two years now. You know what I mean? It's it's been, it's been there. I just keep the weeds out. But like in all seriousness, dude's proven where he is. Like you know what I mean? Like the the, the reason Giants and Steelers fans argue, besides being like distant family. The Eli Ben thing is just so comparable. They're, they're always going to be together. Them and Philip Phil, Phil Rivers. Let's be real. Like, like they're all going to be always mentioned in the same breath. And Big Ben made it so you have to differentiate him the last couple of years. Not because he's playing like the old Big Ben, but because he is playing like a starting NFL quarterback at the age he is. Just like after a certain point, all the Tom Brady haters, you can hate all you want. Don't count the rings but the production's there in the regular season. And that's where Big Ben is. He's not the problem in the sense that if you lose him and you don't keep the same level, you're, you're not going to see it. You're going to feel it immediately. That's, that's been true the last yeah, couple we, of years. We tied the fucking lines. Like, my God. Mason, I mean, st- seriously, I, I wouldn't be mad if they brought Ben back. Oh, oh, oh Joe, and just, just, you, you just reminded me to, 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 to go back to our Urban Meyer point real quick about how hated Urban Meyer must be. The Lions ain't quit on that head coach. They have not. That team is bad, but they're a team. They're trying every fucking game. You can see it. Like, God damn it. Most casual like fans, hardcore fans, part of us are just like, unless you're a Packers, Bears, or Vikings fan. Most of us are like, come on, Detroit, every fucking week now. Right, you want to see the win. That coach cried. That coach has real tears. That wasn't just fake coaching. And, and he cares, and he takes responsibility, and he holds himself accountable, unlike Urban Meyer, because Urban Meyer's yeah. pretty shit. Urban Meyer's pretty shit. But the point of the matter is, it's to me, like, I, it just annoys me when I hear these Giants fans make these comparisons. Like, bro, it's two different things. You bro, guys I are, feel you. Me and you bro. just had a, had a therapy session on the pod, because like, you it's, it's, what you hear, and immediately I heard the same well, if you didn't draft Saquon and you drafted a successor, you'd be better off right now. Shut the fuck up. No, we wouldn't. We'd still suck. Like, there's no scenario in reality that unless taking the, like, Quentin Nelson, that's it. My one friend, who's a Steelers fan, said, all that's fine, but you can't deny Nelson wouldn't have made more sense. At least you would be sucking, but you'd have that, that guard there. And, and you can't argue with a fact. Like, the reality happened. I can tell you that it's because uh, Saquon got hurt, but Saquon did get hurt. And part of that's because of the O-line. Well, the reason why I say Josh Allen, because like I said, I had him as my number one quarterback going into that draft. And and you know my rules. And you know my rules. One of my rules is do not draft L.A. fucking quarterbacks to play on the East Coast. Just don't do it. So to me, if I was the Giants, I would not have looked at Rosen. I would not have looked at Sam Darnold. Baker Mayfield came out of nowhere anyway. He wasn't supposed to be no one picking the draft. But that's but that's apparently because the Jets wanted him. So again, Jets, what the fuck? <laughs> it's like what I mean, the- Baker's at least a starting quarterback in the league. Nah, that's only because he has that's only because he has a good situation. If he was on the Jets, let's be real. Oh, yeah. okay. So somehow we would make these special, not special quarterbacks special because they're following Eli Manning. Like no, I'm no, I'm saying if you had Josh Allen on the on the Giants, I think he he might not be the superstar he is right now, but I think he'd be a. I think you would say, all right, at least we got our quarterback. I think, I think we'd be that. trading him for picks in this upcoming draft. 
And I think the only reason we're not trading Daniel Jones, like there's not more steam, is because he's hurt. That's wow. God's honest truth, dude. I think the Giants are, are loyal, but if he didn't get hurt, if, if, if Daniel Jones didn't get hurt, he just kind of kept plat- he kept this plateau. Because if he improved, we keep him. Let's be real. We, the Giants are a loyal organization. If Daniel Jones showed improvement the last the next couple of weeks, we're keeping him. But if this neck injury is real, he's gone. There's no reason, like there's no reason to pay. But like, what what are we giving you starting quarterback money for if you have not played one full season on your rookie deal? All the shit uh, Saquon's getting, and and it's like, which it's the it's the inverse of, of the argument. We have so many more problems than than picking Saquon at number two. Like, but picking Saquon at number two was a problem, though. That was a problem. There's no way you can tell me that picking a run. I don't care. And and you weren't the only one. Bruce wanted Saquon. A lot of Giants dropping people. Here. <laughs> you know what? But he's a Giants fan. A lot of Giants fans wanted Saquon, and I'm sitting yeah. There I at, wanted Saquon. My boy Gary. At, I watched. I watched that draft at my boy Gary's house. Shout out Gary. Like, but but, but that's what, but again, this is the difference. I guarantee you, I, if the Steelers were in that position, Steelers fans like yeah, big, draft big Ben's replacement. I guarantee you that's – or they would have been saying draft the office alignment. I guarantee you still – Or they'd be chanting fire Mike Tomlin. Well, they definitely would be. Oh, that for sure. God – oh, my God. Let Mike Tomlin have a losing season. Now, they I've been might, praying for it. I want Mike Tomlin. <laughs> they, might be, they might burn that city to the ground. But the point of the matter, if the Steelers were in that, in that situation, I, I truly believe the organization would have been like, yeah, it's time. All right. Remember, they drafted Mason Rudolph just because Ben was thinking about retirement. He was thinking about it. So they drafted Mason Rudolph with the third round. Like, imagine if they were in a position where, like, oh, yeah, nah. We have a we have a treasure trove. Again, going into the draft, this was supposed to be a great – that was supposed to be a great uh, collection of young prospects. Unfortunately, only two, two and a half of them have panned out. Well, tell them where they can Baker, find you. Baker being the like half, you. in case you didn't know what I, who I was talking about. You're the half. You're the half of of make uh, working out, and even you, you might not get a second contract, at least for big money. Fuck Cleveland. That's all I have to say. Tell me where they can find you, bro. You can find me at Never Brett Me N E V A underscore number four B R E T T underscore M E on Instagram and Twitter. We might be talking a lot more bullshit depending on if there's a a Megatron level virus happening again and shit gets postponed, but you can find us at the underscore dub blog on the, on Instagram at discussing other people's excellence on Facebook that join the group and at www.thedope.blog. I'm at not the Chuck D on all the socials. Hit us up. Peace. If you're on YouTube, like, share, subscribe. We love you. And join us next time as we can continue to discuss other people's excellence. Goddamn giants. Don't bother me.